0: Did somebody say friend followed after Is evidence that we're hope you enjoy our pastor's message i'm brother michael williams thank you for listening we pray you were enlightened spiritually by our radio broadcast if you would like a copy of our service or support us by donation write us at Bethany ministry center p.o box 6764 alexandria louisiana 71307 or call us at 318-561-0064 and leave a message. Join us next Saturday at 1215 p.m. K A Y T eighty eight point one FM seventy thousand watts of gospel power, (laughs) power beaming on the blue mountains of Mississippi and the flat plains of West Texas and the beaches and bayous of Louisiana. K A Y T eighty eight point (laughs) one FM. with Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I invite you to stay tuned as I share a powerful message from God's Word that will change your life. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And now, here's today's message. I'm going to share a word with you about speaking the word of God over your situation. Amen. Speaking the word of God over your situation. Now, you all already know that the most powerful part of your being is your mouth. Your mouth is the most powerful part of you. Your mouth can cause things to happen that no other part of your body can cause to happen. (laughs) Your mouth can get you in trouble and get you out. The Bible says that death and life are in the what? In the power of the tongue. So the words that you choose, you have to choose your words wisely. And you really have to pay attention to what you're saying. Because your saying can undo all your praying. Did y'all hear me? You can undo everything you're praying by just saying the wrong thing. Amen. Because words have been given to us by God. Jesus said that a man would be justified... Or condemned by the words of his mouth. And he said that man would give an account for every idle word that he speaks. So that means that uh, an idle word would be a word that has no purpose. That has no power. That has no life in it. So our words need to be filled with life. They need to be filled with purpose. And they need to be filled with power. Everybody say life. Purpose. And power, You're, the words that you speak can have power. Amen. The words you speak can be words of life. Jesus said, "The words that I speak to you, they are spirit, and they are life." That's John six sixty three. So, if Jesus could speak words of life, then you can too. In fact, we're supposed to be imitating him, and we know that Jesus, when he spoke. He didn't just speak what he wanted to say. Amen. Let's look at some scriptures along that line of how powerful your words are and how important it is that you choose the right words to say over your situation in your life. You know, what are you going to say about your family, your finances, your future, your body, your mind, your spirit, your business, your marriage, your job? What you say has a lot to do with what you receive in this life. Jesus talked about the power of words in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. He said, whosoever shall say under this mountain. He didn't say whoever would start pushing. He didn't say whoever would take an ax to the mountain. He didn't say whoever would have a stick of dynamite. He didn't say that, did he? He said, whosoever shall do what? shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart shall not doubt what in his heart what he's saying so you have to believe the words that you say are going to come to pass that if you if you believe in your heart and say it with your mouth God will bring it to pass if you're speaking his word Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said, continually say, he shall have whatever he says. He didn't say you're going to have whatever you ask for. He said you'll have what you say. That one scripture right there demonstrates to you the power of words. And when you look at Jesus, Jesus was able to do a lot of things with just words. He spoke to the mountains. Everything that we see was made out of things that you can't see, which is the word of God. The Bible says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So even the mountains, the stars, the sun, all of these things came into existence because of words. Amen. And Jesus he spoke to the dead and they came up. He could get Lazarus out of the grave by just saying, Lazarus, come forth. And whatever happens when you die, all that was reversed Amen. through words. He didn't go in there and shake Lazarus and beat on Lazarus, <coughs> and shock Lazarus, blow air into Lazarus. He just spoke words to him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God for it. Amen. When the disciples were on the stormy sea and they thought they were about to drown, the boat's going to capsize on them. Jesus was back there asleep on the pillar and they said, Lord, don't you care? We're about to perish. And what did he do? He got up and he said, what? Peace. Be still. He used words. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the sea and there was a great calm. We see Jesus doing that all the time. We see him speaking to a fig tree, and the tree died because of his words, because he believed what he said was going to come to pass, and the reason why he believed what he said was going to come to pass was because he was speaking what the Father told him. You ever thought about that? Why was his words coming to pass? Why could he speak and have instant results? I mean, I got a tree in the front yard. I've been talking that thing for years. I've been, I've been trying to get my faith working. Cece just ain't in agreement with me. We just, our prayers are hindered. She want me to dig it up, and I say, leave my faith project alone. And, and last year, that thing bloomed like it hadn't bloomed in a while, didn't it? Tell the truth. We had limbs come out of that thing. They ain't, you know, I done had it cut back, and... All kinds of stuff. But I'm using my faith. I'm speaking to her. I said, Jesus spoke to a tree. I ought to be able to speak to one. Okay? So it did make some improvement. In fact, my neighbor, she said, your tree doing a little better this year, ain't it? <laughs> I might not be operating at the same measure Jesus was operating at, but I got a little faith working. My faith keeping that tree alive. If I wasn't saying nothing, that tree would be dead listening to Pastor Cece. <laughs> <laughs> so, praise the Lord. Jesus spoke to trees. Amen. He spoke to demons that you can't even see. And they obeyed him. Say he commanded even the unclean spirits. And they listened to him. You know why? Because his words wasn't his own words. He was speaking God's word. He said, I only speak what I hear my father speak. He gave me a commandment what I'm to say and what I'm to speak. So when he said something, he had no doubt in his heart whether or not it was going to come to pass because he knew he wasn't speaking his own words. He knew he was speaking on behalf of his father and we need to be so close to the Lord that we are letting him fill our mouths with his word so that when we speak, we ain't just speaking what we want. See, Jesus wasn't speaking on his own accord, right? He didn't, he wasn't just making up stuff and say, well, I'm going to say this and see what's going to happen. No, he didn't say nothing until he heard his father speak. And he had tremendous power in his words because he trained himself or he allowed the Holy Spirit to lead and guide him so that he disciplined himself to only speak what thus saith the Lord. When Satan came at Jesus, he didn't throw a lot of stuff at him. You know what he said? It is written. What did he do? He went right back to what God said. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. And another time he said, that last time he said, it is said, speaking that word. And so all of us have the ability to speak words. And all of us have the ability to speak words of life, faith-filled words. And all of us also have the ability to speak death-filled words, doubt-filled words, unbelief-filled words. And, you know, and that's the harvest that we receive. A lot of it's got to do with what you believe and speak because your words are a reflection of what's really on the inside of you. Right? If you have wrong thoughts, you're going to speak wrong. If you have right thoughts, then you're going to speak righteously. Amen? The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? speak so what you put in is what gonna come out right here so if the if satan can take control of your life and put fear in put worry in put anxiety in put poverty thinking in and you get that on the inside of you then you're gonna be speaking those things you're gonna be releasing all that death into your situation you don't want to be speaking nothing but what god said don't care how you feel. I mean, you know, we just, I like to, I like to tell it like I feel. <laughs> let, me just, let me just tell you how I feel about it. Uh, your feelings can get you in a lot of trouble and get you right out of the will of God. Because the will of God needs to be the most important thing to you. Is staying in his will. Staying in step with his plan for your life. And to do that, you're going to have to die to your own desire. You need to crucify your flesh. Amen. All right, listen to what Jesus said. In John chapter 5, verse 30. I'm going to read this out and amplify Amplified. I'm going to go down through some scriptures, and then I have a real short lesson here. Just got a long introduction. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're still in the introduction part here, so... All right. I'm just messing with you. All right. Look, he said, I am able. This is what Jesus said. I'm able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord. But only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders, even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I'm bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me. So I give a decision and my judgment is right, just and righteous because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of my father who sent me. Jesus said, I have no desire to do what I want to do. Well, I'm going to tell you, we got, a, we got a ways to go, don't we? How many of y'all got a ways to go yet? Huh? Huh? All of us. That's why we're sitting in church on Wednesday night. Because <laughs> we got a ways to go yet. God's still working in us, right? But this is, this is our pursuit. This is what we're pursuing until we can get to a place where we have no desire for what we want. Everything is about what God wants. Now, that's, that's the high life right there. That's, that's really living and in, in walking in the high places. When you get to a place where you only desire what he desires. Now, John 8, 28 and 29. Then said Jesus to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. Let me back up right here. You see that word he right there in your Bible? The word he is italicized. So you know what that means? That that word... He was not in the original text. So he says, when I'm lifted up, you're going to know that I am. (laughs) You're going to know that I am and that I do nothing of myself. But as my father have taught me, I speak these things. See, the Lord will teach you how to speak his word as the father have taught me. I speak these things, and he that sent me is with me. The Father have not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. How often you do what pleases him? Always. It's what Jesus said, I do always. You see, the only thing that mattered to him was what is pleasing to the Father. That's what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, the Amplified Bible says, so Jesus added, when you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, you will realize, know and understand that I am he for whom you look and that I do nothing of myself of my own accord or on my own authority, but I say exactly what my Father has taught me. And he who sent me is ever with me. My Father has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him all right john 14 31 but that the world may know that i love the father and as the father gave me commandment even so i do arise let us go hence listen to what jesus said but that the world may know that i love the father and as the father gave me a commandment so i do so jesus said listen i'm only going to obey my father all right look at john 12 49 and 50 out of the amplified bible He said, this is because I have never spoken on my own accord, or my own authority, or on my own accord, or as self-appointed. But the Father who sent me has himself given me orders concerning what to say and what to tell. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. So whatever I speak, I'm saying exactly... What my father has told me to say and in accordance with his instructions. You hear what Jesus said? He said, I say exactly what my father told me to say. That's what we need to let the Holy Spirit teach us how to say exactly what God says. Yes. You want to turn around in your life? I'm going to tell you, to turn around. You start saying exactly what God says. I'm going to tell you, you're going to see tremendous blessing come in your life. You'll see the glory of God like you ain't never seen it before. Well, you know, this is the track that I'm running on. I'm just telling you, this track I'm on. And I'd love for you to join me because, you know, I'm getting up every morning saying, God, I only want to say what I hear you saying. And, you know, some days I fall short, but I get right back up and I hit the track again. Praise God. I know this is the key to living in victory is being able to say what the Lord says and to do what you see him doing or what he's instructing you to do. This is how Jesus lived his life. Why did he have so much power? Why could he speak and stuff just happen? Because he had an ear to hear what his father was saying. His ears were always attentive to his heavenly father. And then he had made up his mind he was going to obey and he was going to say, I'm going to obey and I'm going to say. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to obey. And I'm going to say, just what the Father's telling me to say. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, when we start operating in this at a higher level, you'll be able to speak the word of God over your relatives and your folks, and say things because you have an ear for God and he's telling you, fitting his words in your mouth. And when you speak, things will start happening. And you have so much confidence, <laughs> not cocky, but you have so much confidence because you're hearing what he tells you to say. I remember one day my sister came to me. She had a little boy, and he's grown now, he's a grown man. But he was having nightmares every night, just hollering and screaming. So, so one day she asked me, she said, Greg, would you pray for him? He have nightmares every night. So... I said, well, go get him. And so while I was standing by the heater in the hallway in my mama's house, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? How should I pray for him? So I just asked the Lord, what should I do? What should I say? He says, that's the spirit of fear that's coming in." He said, take authority over the spirit of fear commanded to leave him. And then I heard this, say to that spirit, don't ever torment him in this fashion ever again. So she brought him in, I laid my hands on him, and I said just what God told me to say. I didn't go into creative heaven and earth. I didn't hear that. <laughs> God that flung the moon and the stars. <laughs> God that stepped out on nothing. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't have to go there. Now, it's all right if you got to go there. That's all right. Whatever it takes, get your groove on, get you in that faith mode. I ain't criticizing nothing, you understand? But I just said what he told me, and so I didn't pray long. I didn't pray no long prayer. I just said, I said, you spirit of fear, I command you, leave now. Come out of him and leave him. And don't you ever torment him in this fashion ever again. That's all I heard. That's all I said. And then I said, now, he going to sleep like a baby tonight. That was it. A few days later, I called her and said, how you doing? She said, you know, he ain't had no more nightmares. I did, I did do a little check. I said, now, what he been doing that night? She said, well, he like horror movies. I said, there's the door right there. Close the door. Don't let him watch that stuff anymore because that's how the devil got in. Now, stop him from watching those horror movies. I say, you ain't going to have no more problem with this. Amen. Now, they had been praying and praying and praying for him. She said, we've been praying for two weeks for him, but ain't nothing happening. We need you to pray for him. Well, I ain't no different than them. God will hear my prayers just like he hears hear yours. But all it takes when you're praying prayers about you hearing what God is saying, and then you saying what he's saying. That's how you get results in prayer. Ask God. Don't try to impress people with your prayers. See, that's another way we mess up sometimes. We, we try to pray impressive prayers. I want people to be impressed with all the knowledge I got and how many scriptures I can quote while I'm praying. Well, if all that stuff coming off the top of your head, you might as well just be quiet. You need to just listen and say, now, Lord, what you want me to say? How you want me to pray? And the Holy Spirit who is in you has been assigned to teach you what to say. Just like he taught Jesus. Jesus said, he said, the Father have taught me what to say. He'll teach you the same way. I ain't going to say you're going to be perfected in this overnight. No, you're gonna, it's going to take some time. But we ought to be working on it every day, perfecting it. Amen. I'm going to listen to God before I just, just haul off and jump into prayer. Say, Lord, what you want me to do? What you want me to say? I had somebody come by and want me to pray for him. and say, I ain't going to do it. You know why? The Lord told me, "Say don't pray for him." Now, what if I'd have just went out there and then, then they wanted to start crying on me? You ain't, want, Pastor, you ain't gonna pray for me. No, I ain't praying for you. Some people don't understand stuff like that. No, I'm not praying for you. I don't care how hard you cry. Because he wanted me to enter into some sympathy with him wanted me to get into that self-pity and come pray with me. I'm sorry. I say, I ain't doing it. I ain't praying for you. And then he, st- he finally started getting it. I'm working with this brother. But he's starting to get it. He said, Pastor, you took the pacifier out, didn't you? <laughs> I said, yeah, I took it. From I snatched it out your mouth. I said, and you cried when I took it out. I said, but I didn't care. Go ahead and cry. I said, I ain't going to baby you. It's time for you to grow up. Amen. And then I told him, I say, now, when you leave, I'm going to pray for you. I ain't praying for you now. God told me don't pray for him. Because that's the crutch of always depending. My job is not to connect him to me. See, God wanted to break that. My job is to connect him to Jesus. Amen. Right? I, he don't need to be looking for me every time he needs something. He need to be looking to Jesus. So I'm, I'm cutting off and saying, look, I ain't your source. I say, you can talk to God just like I can. Now, I don't do everybody like that, so don't think if you come to me, I ain't going to pray for you. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if you need prayer, you can come. I'm, you know, I'm going to listen to God. I ain't, t- I ain't trying to be hard. I ain't trying to be bigoty or nothing like that. But I want results. I want people to be in the will of God. I want to see people set free. And the only thing that can set you free is the word. Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So you got to be speaking the truth. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I mean, Jesus is the truth. Thy word is truth. So I'm going to speak the truth. Speak the truth over your situation. Hallelujah. Listen to what the Amplified says. He says, I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life, so I say whatever the Father tells me to say. That's the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Now, look at these scriptures right here. Exodus 4.12, I'm just going to read these here. He says, Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you should say. Now this is what God's telling a man of God. He said, He said, Go, I'll be with your mouth. I'm going to teach you what you should say. Numbers 23.5, And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return to Balak, and thus shalt thou speak. So that tells me, I'm just highlighting these scriptures to you just to encourage you and to strengthen your faith that God can put a word in your mouth. He told Jeremiah that. I'm going to put my word in your mouth. Jeremiah 1, 9 and 12 says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. God performs the word that he gives you to say when you speak it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 59, 21 says, As for me, this is my covenant with them, said the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth nor out of the mouth of your seed nor out of the mouth of your seed. Seed, said the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Not only should you be speaking the word, but you should teach your children how to speak the word. And your children's children. Grandparents, you got you got assignment. Right. Your life ain't over That's just because right. you got some age. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You both been teaching them children how to speak the word. Amen. That's right. Well, I done raised my children. You know you got them grandchildren. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Them great grandchildren. That's the reason why you're still here. That's part of it. That may not be all of it, but that's part of it because God wants you to impart what you've learned. You done lived all these years on earth. You ought to have some wisdom, a, a treasure chest of wisdom that you can pull out any situation and say, Now, baby, let me tell you this here. This is what the word of the Lord say. Say this over your situation. God giving you what to say to your grandchildren. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Proverbs 22 17 and 18 says, Bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within thee, they shall withal be fitted in thy mouth. If you will pay attention to the word, and have ears to hear what God is saying, and and I mean give God's Word some attention, then God in turn will take that Word that you've been meditating on and form it and fit it in your mouth for your situation. Glory to God. You've been listening to Living by the Word with your host, Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana.